Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Daily Stripe. Pitch free throws because they're free. Fisher Stopples, DJ, Nicky, Snacks, Quieter. We will have Tracy Sandler on the show in just a bit, very exciting to get her back on to see her. It's been a hot minute. She's been up in Niners camp, so we haven't seen our dear friend Tracy in person in a while. So it'll be nice to get her on and talk some Niners football and maybe a little baseball as well. On Mondays, we've been playing the Who Won the Weekend game. Uh, I think we could kind of make a little amendment to it because I don't know how many weekend winners there were, but maybe some bizarre headlines. Uh, I have a feeling I know who's going to win this one. Uh, but most bizarre headline or craziest headline of the weekend, uh, the Wander Franco headline uh, with inquiries that he was been he's been dating a minor and he's now been he's not traveling with the Tampa Bay Rays uh, and he's not doing any baseball activities with the team uh, as they look as MLB and Tampa Bay look into the uh, do an investigation on the inquiry. Number two, Neymar, hundred million dollars of PSG. He will now be playing in Saudi Arabia. Maybe they bought him out. Uh, and number three, James Harden saying that he will never under any circumstance play in an organization as long as Daryl Morey is there. He'd rather retire and forfeit his salary. What is the craziest headline of the weekend? I'm glad we've transitioned from the winner of the weekend because when you let off with that and you went to Wander Franco, it was a little – I was kind of worried there. Um, no, no, no. It was craziest. Not a, Definitely not a winner. In fact, a loser of the weekend, I would say. Yeah. Um I mean that's probably the craziest of the weekend. Like he hits a walk-off home run a couple days ago and you know, you get this big contract this year and he's on one of the best teams in baseball and career could be over. Mm-hmm. Toss. Yeah, I mean it's hard to to disagree with that if we're talking about craziest. Um I think I have a little bit of uh angst maybe and just confusion and and what the heck is going on with this not only this weekend but the james harden saga just in general um <laughs> we need to get like same the full details well I, it is but it also isn't because so much of the previous moves have been made in lockstep with daryl Morey, a guy that presumably and seemingly has always really catered a lot of his moves to make James happy. And I want to get more information just in regards to why Harden in China uh, at, at this camp is saying these things and like what was promised to him exactly last off season from Daryl. But yeah, now we're, you know, a day ago or two days ago over the weekend, Maury said that they're not going to engage in trade talks and then James Harden comes out this morning and, and, you know, says what Josh kind of alluded to that he never wants to even probably be in the same room as Daryl Morey. And now we're at a real stalemate with the 76ers and it's going to be a, the same thing as the, the Ben Simmons situation before Morey's not going to mm-hmm. budge. He he's not going to cater to Harden. Like 
they're not going to trade them if, if they don't feel like there's a good offer on the table and they can bring someone in that's going to swap him out. Now, I guess James is just going to not play this season then, if that's the case, unless Maury just concedes and trades him for a bag of potato chips and a couple of second-round picks to the Clippers, which I guess is where Harden still probably wants to go, right, and go play with Balmer and Kawhi and PG. But, and Russ. Yeah, and Russ, right, his former teammate in multiple destinations. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the Neymar thing is good for him. I, it makes sense that Neymar's the first guy that's taking one of these deals, right? Mm. Like, he's the third, I think, on social between it goes Messi, then it goes Ronaldo, then it goes Neymar. He's got the notoriety. He's not nearly as good as guys like Mbappe, Holland, Messi, Ronaldo. He never got from a play standpoint to, to that upper echelon where those other guys have gotten and where it seems that Mbappe and Holland will get to. But just from a face value standpoint and like, you know, represent the the Saudi leagues, like it makes a lot of sense and he can just kind of cash in and, and get paid a handsome amount of money. Yeah. And it almost seems like he never really lived up to, obviously he was an amazing player, but never really lived up to the dominance of some of the Brazilian guys we've seen in the past, obviously Pele, Ronaldinho, Kaka. Like he's never, he still never hit that top tier Mount Rushmore, so to speak, of the Brazilian guys you'd think of. Uh, so yeah, I think it's very fitting that he's the first one. The Maury Harden situation is so peculiar, but as is every James Harden situation. And then I think obviously the most shocking is the Wander Franco headline. Um, again, like Nick said, he's the best player, arguably on the best on one of the best teams in baseball, and he's only 22. Um, and if this these allegations and these inquiries are true then his not only is he in legal trouble, uh, serious legal trouble, but his career is over. I would, I would guess if we, from what, from what we've seen with Trevor Bauer, how even after he's been reinstated, nobody wants to touch him. Franco's career will be over. They would, he, he would, regardless of whatever happens legally, like he'd be in, he'd be done in the MLB forever. And then that contract would be null and void and Tampa Bay, you know, back to the drawing board, but least of the concerns, very peculiar headline, very bizarre headline. Um, the James Harden thing. And now there's another headline I'll throw out there to you guys. Um, kind of breaking news. Michael Orr um, is suing the Tuies, uh, saying that they never adopted him and that they tricked him into signing a piece of paper that allowed them to make business inquiries in his name and business decisions in his name. Our whole high school childhood was a lie. That was like a movie that we all grew up watching and and thought was like this, you know, heartwarming story. And uh, maybe it was a lie. He alleged they made millions off this lie. They did. They meant, the two, the two yeah. did. Yeah. And that there was there was never true adoption papers i don't remember was that a part of the movie like did they obviously they they adopt him into their house right like i'm using the broad term of adoption at least what we were seeing in in the movie but did i don't remember there ever being like them becoming his legal guardian like from a paperwork standpoint through like the law of the united states i don't i thought they had adopted him i mean i don't remember <clears throat> You kind of just presume that that's the case, right? But yeah, I don't remember, I don't that remember being a like, scene being like where there were they're signing papers and 
thing. But it's definitely portrayed in the movie that they saved him and were major and integral parts in him becoming who he was, which was not only a great college player, but a first round pick. And I think now that we've grown up, like Nick was, Nick was saying, this is our high school, right? We in high school, we watched this movie and this movie came out and it was such a heartwarming story at the time. Now that we've grown up and, and, and have known NFL players, we see how hard it is to be a first round pick. So his journey is pretty remarkable. And we've kind of been fed this story that they are the ones that propelled him to this and saved him. And if it's a lie, it's, just another one on the just another one in the books. It's like just almost classic America at this point, like almost too good to be true. Got it. And, okay. and sad and unfortunate for Michael Orr, honestly. I'm just curious to know why it's all servicing now, though. Like, why was yeah. he was he cool with it when the movie was coming out at the time, or was he cool with it? You know, into his playing career. Now it's kind of like. Why all of a sudden is it now coming out? So I'm I'm doing some minute of research here right now. And in February of this year, Michael learned that the conservatorship to which he mm. consented, so that was the documentation, was a conservatorship, um, was on the basis that he was doing so to make him a member of the Tui family. But in fact, the documentation provided him with no written familial relationship with the Tuies. So now he is coming out saying that there, that he has a massive issue with that and that they have profited off of his name and likeness and that he should be owed the full accounting of the money that the Tuies earned using Michael's name. Um, and it's the, like Britney the, Spears kind of, right? Is that what the issue she had? Right. That was a, con, a conservatorship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit more like complicated than just a, a strict run of the run of the mill adoption. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of sad. That's sad. That's sad. Like he thinks he's a part of this family. Right. And, and it's basically to them like a business relationship on paper, at least. That's horrible. That's true. Huh. The movie that paid the movie, the blind side paid the two and their two birth children each $225,000 plus 2.5% of the film's defined net proceeds. Um, and obviously it, it then went and grossed more than 300 million at the box office. So whatever that 225,000 original amount that they made ended up being a lot more than that. Was it to the net? I'm doing, I'm not that good at math. So it's 300 mil. Well, but, but I don't gross. know, like, I don't know how it gets broken down into the different, you know, the, Let's just say the studios, the distribution companies, yeah. the theaters. I think it's a little, it might just be too complicated to just like attach the 2.5% to that. Which is, if we attach the 2.5% to the 300 mil, just, hypo <laughs> just hypothetically, <laughs> it's $7.5 million. Yeah. Which is a, which is a hefty sump of, a lump of change. That's crazy. And their book that they wrote in 2010 in a heartbeat sharing the power of cheerful giving was divided into five ways. With Michael Orr. I, yes. But again, it's, you know, from Michael's standpoint, it's his story, right? That they then became. Yeah. Involved. 
hundred percent. It's his quote unquote likeness. Like he, he's the guy that is playing in the NFL. was playing in the NFL. Yeah. So do we think he's going to uh, their house for Thanksgiving this year? I would, I would guess. No, I would guess that he'll not be in attendance um, for Thanksgiving this year. That would be, that would be my gut check reaction. Mm. Michael or he can come to mind if he wants. Quick More little three month, uh, three month time period to to squash the beef, <laughs> and then end up eating some turkey. <laughs> squash the beef to not eat beef. That'd be hilarious. But yeah, I mean, really, really peculiar set of headlines. The AP poll came out, but it's pretty much the same as the coaches poll, even though we are eleventh, not twelfth now. That us being the Texas Longhorns, um, which is pretty, pretty exciting heading into this year. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be the only difference I think was Texas tech is out and Iowa's in, but that's really at the back half of things. And, uh, I think actually they had, let me see what the coaches poll, the coaches poll had Bama third, Ohio state fourth, but the AP poll has Ohio state third, Michigan second and Bama fourth. Well, appreciate the, uh, associated press for giving us the little bump there. We'll take it. They actually, they actually, well, the coaches had Tennessee 10, Washington 11, us 12. AP has Washington 10, which I think is fair. Us 11 and Tennessee 12. I'm not saying, I'm not, us between Tennessee is more of a discrepancy, but I think Washington's a, a legit top 10 team. Yeah. Given the nod to the teams that have returning QBs as well. Yeah. 100%. I understand it. Yeah, panics okay, Rome. Just, just more pressure on the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, but then you get, and I there's think they pressure, look, there's always pressure. Yeah, and they, and no other, there was no other major changes. Wisconsin, instead of being 21 in the coaches, they're 19 in the AP. Um, but those are the big moves right there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.